Famcast Media. Bitch. Welcome to the SM Podcast. Squibble and Mad Max. Not my bad, keep my circle tight Spitting up that verbal light To shed upon the vagabond Who's searching for some more to life Black. Now approaches the wandering Jew I'm taking some bumps and lacing some blunts And I'm just smoking this sauntering Here we go What the fuck is good with your faces? S&M in the house It is Scribble, it is Max We are underground as fuck And we are back to invade your brains once again yes sir that was good yes sir that was good i feel good about that one you're, all right you know so what you know what how you living yeah you're you're nailing the intros uh it's perfect i do feel like i'm doing all right with it we actually got an email that we got to read oh really okay see i didn't even know we had any had anything like that yeah let's fucking uh so move so into we got that an email then. we got an email from someone named jeff rodriguez Shout out to you, Jeff. Um, and he has a couple questions for us. He, he wrote and he said, uh, Love the show, boys. Been really enjoying the podcast. It's all I've been listening to at work. Since I am a janitor, I walk around all day with earbuds in. Yeah. I just had some, I just had some questions for you boys if you'd be willing to answer them. We're always willing to answer oh, your yeah. questions. We ain't got Anyone so many home. people fucking involved that we ain't got time to fucking... We did a whole episode... And that was that was a good one too, but uh, yeah, no, we're fucking all day. I'm trying to hear what the fucking what the listeners want have to say. All right, so so his first question to us, he says, uh, "Your Alex Jones episode was one of the best so far. Would you guys be willing to do more eps like that, or are you guys gonna do? Are you guys gonna? Are you guys more gonna do it? Keep it to music." Okay, I think well, so if I we're going to do political shit is, or just music shit. Well, so I, yeah, I think he's saying, are we going to, could we do more like conspiracy or, because uh, he said Alex Jones, so that's more conspiracy than the, uh, the comedy that it was supposed to be from. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. um, I, you know, I definitely, I wouldn't be against it, especially I know, you know, you've got uh, a, you know, a real big hard on for DB Cooper and I'm mad at you. But that's right. That I think we could, because uh, I would be interested. I think, frankly, I think they're definitely we're definitely leaning more toward music, and I, I think well, okay. every now and then, no, true indeed, we'll probably do something like that. No, I don't disagree. I think that it is mostly a because music is more what we're involved in than what we know. But conspiracy shit, I think that that is a pretty rap thing at this point. So. It's definitely yeah. we could do some shit here and there. I mean, I I, th- I think we could do like um, you know every now and then we'll we'll break out a conspiracy episode or or does he mean like just po- political shit? Uh, well, you know, I, you know that's I mean? a good question, but I fucking I would assume <laughs> I more like if not political or. Uh, conspiratorial, just maybe it's things that'll get us to fucking argue. I mean, it's all it's Yell all wrapped other. in together. It's all wrapped in together. Politics and conspiracy. No, for sure. Well, no, but this, this is what I'm know. saying. Maybe they just want us to fucking argue with each other because we were definitely <laughs> yeah. we were getting fucking we were getting litty titty out there. So I definitely think it could be uh, could be uh, something we go for in the future. Uh, but again, it's not something that I necessarily want to lean on. Not only because 
it's not really what we were going for when we started this, but also, I don't necessarily want to try to cater to the conspiracy crowd, because that's a fucking, that's a wild bunch of people right there. So, what's the, does he have any more questions specifically? He, well, the next question is, how do you guys lean politically if you don't want to answer, that's okay? Oh, well, that's fine with me. I, quite frankly, based on everything that I have been hearing over the last few years, I, every, when I was young, I would say that I was democratic, but only because, like, it was just, what that was the bigger group that I related to because I don't really... You know, I'm not well, they say love. they they say they say if you're young and you're not a Democrat, you don't have heart, and if you're old and not a Republican, you don't have a brain. Yeah, no, that's I could dig that. <laughs> but so in my case, based on everything that I've heard and every you know the uh, the way that I really feel, I think I would probably go more so like libertarian. But yeah, I also like. But but see, here's the thing with me. I, I'm I'm a fucking metalhead. I'm into underground hip hop. I'm into do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're not hurting anybody. And if that's a libertarian that's, stance, that, and that is much like the whole idea with being a libertarian is that you really do want less government involvement in the sense of like there's no reason for them to be all up your ass and being involved in every single fucking thing that you do. Like, yeah. there's no reason for them to, like, be, they, like, again, I was saying this in the other episode, because I just, you know, I've seen this. You're not supposed to gather rainwater. You know what I'm saying? That seems kind of weird, doesn't it? Comes out of the fucking sky, but you're not supposed to collect it and have your own water? Right. What the fuck is that about? That doesn't make sense. Why would they do that unless they had something to fucking benefit from it? So, like, and look, you want to know what, man? I got to tell you, it's, it, it's funny how this will segue into the other thing that we were going to talk about because well hold on because i got two more questions after this oh you do okay all right so i i will try to uh keep on keep on track max no fair enough i didn't know he had that many questions (laughs) but i would definitely say that that's yeah politically call it libertarian so uh all right what do we got I, i would i would say i definitely lean right on some issues and i lean left on some issues but overall uh i don't trust a single fucking politician and uh yeah i don't trust that's good i don't policy. trust the fuck i don't trust the system as a whole so yeah that's where i'm at with it no that's um, a good policy his next question is uh are you guys doing any more songs other than in the intro for the show also where can i find the intro in the full <coughs> well that's um, your song so so that <coughs> song is uh from my mix, uh, my monthly medicine mixtape series, which I do every summer, and that's volume two or three or one. Uh, go to bandcamp, scribble.bandcamp.com. It's called uh, uh, Battle Beyond the Sun. And uh, yes, me and Max, I actually just sent Max something last night. Um, well, so, so okay, we're definitely to be doing fair, more though, shit. that is also, <coughs> while I definitely could put bars in you know those open spots i don't know that it would necessarily fit the song i do think that the song needs a good hook but i am working on it i was listening to it i kind of had some thoughts so i'm gonna try to you know a lot of the time usually like my best writing i tend to do while i'm either driving or while i'm working so i am uh i'm running through it but that's also we are going to if he means the two of us we're definitely gonna eventually get to making some shit if not only for the fact that Scribble is the kind of dude that he can just be like, oh yeah, so 
I'm just going to lay some bars down real quick and then you hit me off with this, you know, one take and that's all it is. And then it ends up sounding real good. So like Yeah, make, it's all it's all about not overthinking shit. Yeah, that's oh how no, you exactly. Get the best shit. Exactly. And so we definitely <laughs> are. I just look, I'll keep it 100,000%. I am just dealing with a lot of personal shit in my life and I've been having a really hard time focusing on music specifically. This has mostly just been having conversations with a homie and like, you know, just talking, which we all know clearly I fucking can do lots of that. But I like, cause again, Kaleidoscope I've been working on for years now at this point. Like on certain songs I say I'm already 34 and I'm 37 right now. So I've been working on this for a long time and it's not even necessarily like I feel like it's going to be some magnum opus of a fucking release. I do think it's going to be really good, but I just, I started writing it right as my marriage was falling apart. And then COVID happened. And then after that, my divorce just became infinitely crazier. And so through that, I've just, I haven't really been able to focus on making music like that, but I know that, once I finally get past the block, like, and it happens like this sometimes, it kind of comes in waves, but I, like, some of the best shit I've ever written happened in a fucking heartbeat. Like, I wrote it in, like, 20 minutes. So, I'm gonna be getting back there sooner than later, and Scribble, you're always working on shit. I know you've got, you have, like, you've got some new shit that either you, there's this that you're working on, obviously, which I will tell you, those bars are, that's one thing that I really appreciate about fucking with you, is that, there has never been a time where you sent me some shit and I was like, mm, all right. Like, that shit is really disheartening, especially when it's with people that you like working with because you like them. But then they send you some shit and right. it's like, ah, come on. It's like, damn, now I got to tell my homie this shit fucking sucks and rework it. <laughs> hey, well, you want to know what? See, that I haven't had necessarily happen so much, but I have had some times where it's just like, ah, it feels like could have have gone a little bit harder but but yeah it's, I mean, I what, mean, bro, it's also a lot of the time all, it's not it, it's on other people's tracks that i end up getting put on that i didn't know that there was going to be somebody else on it you know what i mean right but well uh th there's there's two more questions right. let's roll through these because we got to get to this review so uh the yeah. next question uh is actually you just brought it up a few minutes ago he says uh, scribble what was your inspiration behind this old man who fell from the sky and that was if you never heard of db cooper uh, go look into D.B. Cooper and then the song will all make sense. I didn't make the song up, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a real story, so... Yeah, no, definitely that. one of the more sensational stories of uh, the 20th century, I would say. And the that, final... Uh, it is, there's so much to talk about that it almost does a disservice to the topic to try to have a discussion about it in short form. It's better to just be yeah, like... Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do... We're, we're, we're going to do a full episode. Yeah, no, we... Yeah, and, and, and again, mainly because I know that you... It'll mostly be like, I'm going in blind, and then you just tell me about it, and then... Well, that, the, that, that that's what will be fun about it, you know? That's what, what I'm like, saying. And, and that's... Exactly That's kind of what's fun about, you know, today's album Fuck review. You. But uh, speaking of today's album review, his final question, and Jeff, thank you for the fucking questions, man. It, it, yeah, no, for sure. That is much appreciated. And, I can't lap the fans' asses any more than I already have. Hey, so. fuck it. Final question. Tongues out. Um, 
do you guys plan on doing any more reviews? Hey, I really enjoyed the Violet J episode. As a lifelong juggalo, I liked it, but I thought it was not Joe's best. And that's his final question. No, and you want to know uh, what? All right, rock and roll. Yeah, we're so doing more is... reviews. We're, we're, we're reviewing ICP literally for you. Yeah, right now. no, that is... Uh, we were going to, uh, you know, start off with a little bit of, uh, you know, current eventage. Just kind of doing some shit, but yeah, no, we had been talking about doing this for a while where I've been a juggalo since I was 13. Well, I realistically, I found the great Maleko when I was 13 years old and I was all the way about it, but I like, I didn't really know what it being a juggalo was until I started going to shows, which was in 2000, but I've been a juggalo at this point for, yeah, even at 2000, that's 23 years. So long fucking time. And yeah, I personally... Having come up around, like, again, when you're hanging with, like, hood cats, if, you, if you're going to be in the cypher, you got to be able to spit. Because if you can't spit, you're going to get clowned. And you're not going to want to do it. And so, like, it was always weird listening to ICP and being so super fucking down on this shit. But then knowing that at a certain level, a lot of their shit wouldn't necessarily be looked at as like even lyrically whatever you know what I mean like but that's also you know I felt that way when I was younger because as I've gotten older and the more that my palate for lyricism refines the more that I've come to find that Jay and Shaggy are extremely talented lyricists like I don't care what anybody has to fucking say about that shit that is a fact of life Okay, maybe some songs they don't fucking kill it. Maybe they're not always on, so to speak. But number one, look at their catalog. They've released more fucking music than a lot of fucking acts out there. That's number one. Number two, they've been doing this shit solidly since 1992. So that is 30 fucking years of solidly releasing music. And so much of it I think that because the content is really crazy, that it doesn't necessarily get the credit that it deserves. Like, here's a perfect example. I listen to Time Suck. I'm a space lizard. You can send messages in. I did. And I told them they should listen to the song Where's God from Mighty Death Pop. And they played it. And I thought that shit was dope. Because that is definitely one of their better songs. Lyrically, it's good. The message is on point. The beat's dope. The fucking production is tight. Like, it's a really good song. But the way that they talked about it was basically like... uh, Like, Dan definitely didn't want to be a dick. That's basically where that's at. He didn't want to be a prick. But I can guarantee that, like, to his friends... ICP is probably music that he would, like... Like, if not laugh at, but, like, kind of just... Oh, you know, to each their own, I guess. But I just... I really do think that when you really analyze the way that they rap, especially starting from the album that we're starting with, which is uh, Carnival of Carnage, like, for the you have to think about it like this. Don't necessarily look at it as like if you're lo- if you're looking lyrically is what I'm saying here. Don't look at it necessarily by today's lens of like, oh how dope are these flows. But do think about it in the sense of they were rapping like this in 1992. And I definitely do think that at least the second half of the album 
because you know, a rip, you know, back then they didn't really do CDs; it was cassettes. So that's why most of the albums had two sides back then: Sanity, Insanity, uh, Heckles and Macabre on uh, Ringmaster uh, by Riddlebox. I think they just they were just double sided. I don't think they had a name at that point, but um, like the second half of Carnival of Carnage, I think, like Psychopathic and Fuck Your Rebel Flag are. Well, Super well hold on, because we got it. When, so I'm thinking when we do these album reviews, we go track by track. Oh, no. I, no, listen. That, I that way we do it thoroughly. No, I don't disagree. I was just kind of doing my intro of how I feel about the album generally, because obviously we were going to go all the way through it and fucking, yeah, track by track and kind of break it down. I was just, you know, kind of giving an intro. You, Bro, you got to understand. This shit is so important to me in the sense of just, I have been involved in this shit for so long and so much of this music, I have spent countless hours uh, like listening to, analyzing, thinking about. And I do think that there is a lot of profound shit in there that, they don't even get you're not, they're not going to get that kind of credit until the right kind of people are exposed to the music to know that there really was like a deeper message the whole time I quite they put it to you like this in 1992 and this is really important especially because we're talking about the very first track which is the intro it was a soft gentle night in the little town of of well your town The gentle breeze swept the streets, creating that pleasant howl that these kind town folks have enjoyed for so many, many years. The wind chimes sent their peaceful melodies into the ears of the sleepy residents. But the unusual was approaching in the distance. Something evil headed toward this small town as the residents slept. It It was a dark, gentle night. In the little town of, of, well, your town. And that, to me, like, you have to understand, the whole thing, when they're talking about the carnival crept in as the, as the residents slept, setting up tents and rides, shows and games, like, the whole idea here was they were like, look at this fucking awful, disgusting world that we have been forced to live in Because all of you out there that have money and influence and power and resource, you hoard it to yourselves. You don't want to let anybody that's not from your circle and from your world, you don't want to let them in. You don't want them anywhere near. But guess what? You could only hold the fucking, you could only hold the dogs at bay for so long. Because eventually, this kind of shit, the bad, gross, evil, just... Not even, well, yeah, evil in some cases, but just this gross, nasty underbelly of the world that everybody in the higher societies just wants to push away and shove under the rug and act like it doesn't exist. Now, that's coming by, and it's going to be a fucking spectacle. And when you look at what the world has become by 2023, like, as far as I'm concerned, Insane Clown Posse predicted the opioid epidemic. Because the big thing about the opioid epidemic, the opioid epidemic, like Dave Chappelle said it perfectly. I feel like people, like, you know, white people really finally got a chance 
or you know black people have really gotten a chance to you know like see from the other side and I sympathize with white people because I don't care either like the idea that when it happened with crack and it was happening with heroin back then for sure but the problem was the social stigma was re- was removed when it started being oxycodone and when it started being fucking uh, oxycodone and fucking uh, morphine and all this other shit like once that started happening and it crept into the actual like now you gotta fucking deal with this shit like now this is like the high society that wanted to act like this world did not exist and act like these things were not gonna happen well guess what the shit's at your door now there's nothing you can do about it so like to me I really again when you look at the world nowadays and you think from back then talking about like this is the, the this is what fucking became of the world I it, it really is mind bending to me and it, it's, it's funny cause the first song there's something about that beat that is just like I don't know nobody I've never heard anybody rap to it but it's like real good I think it's for 1992 that was some solid ass shit yeah, uh, are you talking about because it's the intro and it goes into Carnival of Carnage, exactly. which is just two and a half minutes of the beat. And Car- my whole Car- thing was Carnival of Carnage. track the beat is very solid but it's also like very it does kind of i don't know it's the best to me it's the best beat on the whole fucking album but the problem is why well, wasn't yeah. this cut at 40 why wasn't the shit cut at 40 seconds and put onto the end of the intro it's pointless and it, it goes on too long it's two intro tracks it all could have just been one thing well, at, so you know a minute 40 this is what i will say is that of the Joker's card intro tracks, it is probably not one of the stronger ones because the rest the, of the well, because the rest of the intro tracks they actually rapped, like it was an actually a song, so it made sense that it would have been longer. But right. to me, I think that it was, I you know what, it was their first album. They were just fucking figuring shit out. Well, well, that that's what I wanted to say because let me let me tell the people where I stand with, with ICP okay. and shit. Well, I think they already know um, to an extent, but go ahead. Well, you never know, because people are constantly, you're constantly getting new listeners. No, you're right. There'll be a bunch of, there'll be a bunch of ICP fans who have no idea who the fuck we are. No, you're right. Um, you are absolutely right, bro. ICP, so, so I went into this album, I'm not a huge ICP fan. I, I have said many times that I respect the fuck out of them and what they did and their hustle and... Uh, even to an extent about 30 to 40 songs, which I got highlighted on my play, uh, right. Spotify playlist. That's so solid. that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's who, pretty good. From someone who, someone who went from an absolute fucking hater. Right. 
who was who was strictly no, into dude, real hip hop and all this fucking shit. That's a lot of songs to be liking no, for ICB. Bro, <laughs> I totally not only do I totally understand, I definitely get why like Carnival of Carnage is an album where I could understand why in twenty twenty three it's an album that not a lot of people would be into. It's probably not like put it to you like this. It's the first Joker's card, but it's not the first album I would show somebody if I wanted them to like ICP. If I no, wanted but, them to but, think ICP was good, this probably wouldn't be the first album that I showed them. But no, no, you you'd give them Great Malenko or the Dope. Show, yeah, yeah, something. <laughs> but they, they, the whole idea though is that this was the jumping off point. And here's the thing: yes. say what the fuck you want, but that artwork is crisp. That fucking logo is. A big part of the reason. I do. I do like the artwork. I do Every like the Joker's artwork, card. But... And because it's so ubiquitous. You see that shit and you immediately know that's ICP. Every judge, like, it just looks, that's why Juggalo shit can be a subculture. Because they made some shit that was so fucking, like, identifiable that it's impossible to fucking ignore it. Like, they, and because I don't, there's enough I don't people think, out there I don't, doing it. I, I don't think the cover's that hot shit. I think the covers after are way better. Oh, but, look, I don't disagree. I'm just saying say, that it is definitely say, good art. But so, No, no. It is definitely good art, especially when we're talking about motherfuckers with hardly any fucking budget. No budget, maybe, at all. Not uh, at first. Definitely not much and, at first, man. So, so and, and already immediately coming off with their first album with the look that they will keep the rest of their career as far as the style of imagery on these Joker card albums. It's all very similar. Um, So going into this album, I've never listened to this album front to back. I've heard songs here and there. Right, right. Um, But going into this album, I did not go into this album like this is going to be some lyrical, crazy shit. You know what I mean? I went into this album like this is ICP's first shit. I got to keep in mind all the way through that this is their first attempt at a fucking hip hop record. You know what I mean? So any well, little, it's, any it's little thing, where, where full length. things that I notice. Yeah, but it's their first professional fucking get out there. Really? Attempt. They had dog beats and this and that. Those were all like demos and the audio is fucking horrible on those. This is their first legitimate release. So that's why we're starting here. And and me and Max were talking about he's gonna we want to do an ICP deep dive. So you know every now and then we're gonna do an ICP record. Um, we'll do a Megadeth deep dive for me. Although I'm changing that uh, pretty quick, and you're gonna find out to who by the end of this episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I went into this basically with that in mind. This is ICP's first shit. Don't be too judgmental. Be open minded about it. The production's not that great here and there. There's some really great production. It's 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 hit and miss, you know what I mean? So I thought the intro into Carnival of Carnage, like I said, I love the beat, but I in my opinion they cut it they could have cut that shit at forty seconds and it would have been perfect. Well, no, listen, I definitely understand that notion. So I'm not like I'm not saying you're wrong for thinking that. I just personally I do understand why they kept it like that because for them, it was all about the live show. That was probably the song that they came out to. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't, excuse me, I wouldn't be surprised that it was, again, they would come out to that song specifically because it was a good intro. But 
then you go from no, there. No, it's, it's a great intro, but but for the record, I'm saying it's fucking way too long of the All same right. thing. Well, fair enough. My that opinion. is uh, that is uh, that is fine. So but so let's go to let's go to next track song three. after that is the juggler. Well, you know the juggler jumped in the mix. I've been down the road and I broke a few necks and I break a few muscles. So what's up? Robot me in the corner. I'ma hold my nuts up. It's been a fuck you with that. So really, for being the first ICP track, I think that it's really good in just being a very Violent J song. Because for all the songs that he was going to end up making as the years go by, so many of them are just this completely irreverent, like, I don't give a fuck, I will kill you in a weird-ass way. And I'm going to say some weird-ass shit when I do it, and I'm going to make some weird-ass noises all the while. And that was definitely like, you know what I'm saying? The doctor told me I'm a psycho, so I ate his face like I don't know. Yeah. Um, to me, so here, so here's the thing. Uh, I love the fucking beat. This is one of it my is. definitely one of my definitely one of my favorite beats. Um, not to mention Jay is fucking on point on this. I oh, mean, agree. he's. He's his his flow is fucking going. He's killing it. His cadence is perfect, and uh, I like the line he said. Really, really watch your mouth and fuck the sound. I thought it was just it had a lot of swagger on it, and uh, I like it. You know what I mean? And and, and we're definitely gonna talk about ICP in the South and their hatred uh, for the South coming up. But fuck you up, nah, bro. It really is. It's funny too because. I genuinely believe after having read Behind the Paint, one of the big reasons that he said fuck the South is because he had a really shitty experience living down South. And he was rapping like not long after that experience specifically. And it's just like, as the years have gone by, it's not so much fuck the South, it's more fuck the rebel flag. But like... That is a weird thing, though, because now you see fucking people, bro, ICP posted a a, a Fuck Your Rebel Flag t-shirt a couple years back, and people are on ICP's post talking about how, this is, why would you say something like this? Like, holy shit. But no, so... The juggler. Oh, that could against, be a, that could that that could be a great uh, episode, like the Alex Jones one. <laughs> why? That means shit. But. Trying to think of like exactly which ones have the uh, the skits and which ones don't because I like I know I the album. Be, I gotta be honest. I was I was kind of shocked that I like the Juggler so much. I hey, was you like, know wow, what? this is fucking this is good. So I'll tell you like this. I personally I like First Day Out for what it is, but I it's not really put it to you like this. I always, as a Juggalo, never felt like First Day Out was such an amazing song that that should have been the one that Twisted covered. 
when they did their fucking album. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I assume that was Jay's decision, but like, I just I first day out, it is a good track. So track four, first day out. Well, they let the gate up, so I bow. It's been six months, pick me up from the county jail. With a smart mother paid my dues. Steel toilets, walk blankets, and rubber shoes. But I ain't nagging, nagging. Here come the fellas, I can hear the muffler dragging. Ain't been in the car long, and the fake up is almost gone. My nuts are kinda hard, so I need a mate. So my homeboy's cousin set me up with a blind date. She said, Pick me up at three. Can't bitch, the bus don't ride your street. We gonna eat at Mexican Village. Take a cab and I'll pay. This is back in the day when every rapper had to talk about funky rhymes. No, that is, oh yeah, I got another (laughs) funky rhyme. Another funky, funky rhyme. I got another funky rhyme. And, and yeah, I could have swore. I could. So it's at, through as the years go on, you can easily distinguish who's Shag, and maybe you as a hardcore can already do it immediately. But yeah. I could have swore the first verse was Shaggy because it didn't have the same energy that Jay had on the Juggler. And then I looked it up. I'm like, this is this is Jay? What the fuck? Yeah, happened? no. So I definitely I do feel like not only can you always tell because of their voices, but their rapping styles are so distinctly different that I just yeah can... I thought I thought that was Shaggy because because at this time and I don't think you'd disagree with this Shaggy was not as a good as rapper as Jay was like I don't think he ever has been until recently no well okay so that I won't agree with but at least on, on a this lyrical album, level you wouldn't agree with that absolutely not and I will tell you. Younger me, no, listen, listen, younger me would have, but Shaggy, I have come to have a much more, Shaggy just talks about assholes and ball stretch balls and shit. Okay. Well, so he's like, he's like charismatic. Look, that's fair, but I'm talking more about like his style. Cause again, it's ICP. Like they're just doing their fucking thing. Does Shaggy write his own shit? I absolutely. There's no way he doesn't. Okay. <clears throat> There's no fucking, and I'll tell you why. Because if you really listen to Shaggy, and this is one of the reasons why I think he's so dope, he doesn't have the same flow ever from song to song. Like he changes his flow up pretty much every track. But I feel like I feel like that. I'm sorry. I feel like that's not a rapper thing. That's him not being able to rap thing. I disagree, but that's just me, bro. <laughs> I understand. Okay. I believe me, especially because this is holdover from when I was younger. I do understand why people that are more inclined to lyricism would feel that way. But again, I feel like a lot of people don't want to look at ICP and analyze it with the same fervor that they analyze a lot of other shit. And I feel like they should because there is, I, I definitely think there's always something in there. Although, with that said, there is also just sometimes some ridiculous shit, which believe me, as we go further into the Joker's cards, they will have to answer for when we say things. You know, no, we, I mean, that's part of that's part of the allure though, right? Well, like, oh no, true it, like, indeed. 
But this is my that's point. What, that's what I kind of like. That's what I like about Shaggy is he'll come in and just like out of nowhere talk about like shoving something up your asshole or something. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, no, that's kind of my point. Shaggy, and they, they, even to this day, Shaggy always on the fucking skits is doing some ridiculous shit. Like, I don't think there was a skit between First Day Out and Redneck Ho, I don't believe. But they, I mean, there's a skit at the very beginning of the song. But like redneck hoe is yeah, just yeah, some, redneck hoe. Redneck hoe is just some goofy ass shit. Bitch, we can sit fucking on the porch, swing in a chair. I don't fucking care. But then it's to the sack, to the sack we go. I'm finna fuck this redneck hoe. Bitch, use a hoe and hoe use a bitch. Everybody know that use a funky, funky bitch. Bitch, use a hoe and hoe use a bitch. Everybody know that you's a funky bitch. Like, honestly. Bitch, use a hoe. And you can't. Hoe, use a bitch. And you can't. I'm sorry. You cannot tell me that that beat is not fire. I'm sorry. Nobody can tell me that the that the first that the the redneck hoe beat is not fucking. Um, I I, I thought it was a decent beat, but it's I. <laughs> I didn't feel like it was up to snuff compared to like the Juggalo, bro. Like yeah, I did, well, enjo- I, mean, I did enjoy, I, I did enjoy the the Southern vibe of it. Uh, even though they're always hating on the South, and and no, Shaggy that's had the, the best bar. Point. That was the yeah. They heard you like fucking in pig pens. You never you see boys, so you fuck your girlfriends, bitch. That whole no, I know you's a hoe. So I'm gonna fuck you with my big toe. Are you kidding me? That whole song is ignorant as shit. And by the way, that's kind of the point, is that in 92, it's not like anybody really heard them, but they were talking some wild ass shit. Like, they have other tracks where it was from the same era, like the, the Beverly well, that's, Kills but that's shit. from listening. that's from listening to Esham, right? Esham and... I would assume and, that was definitely part of it, but Detroit also just I can hear a lot. That, I like, hear... Energy, I hear... I think. Here's what here's the thing with uh, Kid Rock and ICP is they both have that same sort of flow because they were both proteges almost of Esham. So it's it is the Esham, that okay. It's it's impossible. It's the Esham flow. Well, no. And for, so first of all, Jay at least acknowledged it. Kid Rock, I don't know that he ever did. But so in any case, Redneck Ho was kind of like again, it's just you know a goofy romp. It's fucking whatever. It's fun, but I will say. Wizard of the Hood to me was a great well, example of cuz it's all over the place don't get me wrong I get that but to me it exists it's like this something that ICP always did really well to me was world building like just creating a fucking visual and creating this idea of a place that was weird and fucking crazy and it just gave you visuals of things to think about while you're listening to the music and Wizard of the Hood was a good example just cuz like Doing a Wizard of the doing a Wizard of Oz, but doing it somehow like, cause I mean to me, they, he wasn't like chopping, but he was like keeping it moving. Oh shit, homeboy, you should have seen me. I was tripped at the forty drinking fifth MD, straight passed out on my mother's bed, seven cans of brew going like he was going with speed. There weren't you know a lot of people weren't rapping like that back then, and. I know he got all his boys to rap all those parts, but he wrote all that shit himself. And this is also, let's keep in mind, like, I don't know, because there is a fucking hook. You drop motherfuckers all the way to Delray. Like, it's like, yeah, it's a hook, but like, ah, I wish they had just gone all the way through. But 
No, like, I do think that that was a, like... Because, again, for wait, all the so, different... Wait, 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 wait. So are we done with Redneck Ho? Yeah, what would... You couldn't... You didn't hear me talking about Wizard of the Hood? Bro, you didn't you didn't let me fucking say my favorite quote from Redneck Ho. You didn't... I didn't realize you were going to. Well, what is your favorite quote? You didn't quote? let me, bro. I was trying to get a word in, bro. I was trying. All right, so, so Shaggy said... My, my favorite bar in the song was Shaggy. And he said, bitch, I'll go down south with a piece of weed hanging out my mouth. And that immediately reminded me of some Kid Rock shit. Okay, Wizard of the Hood. Shit, homeboy, you should have seen me. I was flipped at the party, drank a fifth of MD. Straight passed out on his mother's bed. Seven cans of brew going through my head. Dreaming, I was sipping on Fago. In my dope house in here comes a tornado. I can't run nowhere, because the whole damn house was spinning through the air. And don't laugh just yet. Yeah, it's flat in their motherfucking eyes. And here comes a three and a half foot pimp with a blue zoot suit and a Mac that he limp. Yo, I got a grip on my weapon, cause this midget motherfucker and his boys are stepping. Oh my, look at the witch. You crushed and killed that wicked old bitch. And they saying that I'm doomed, cause I killed some hoe that rides on a broom. Fuck this, I'm going back to where I stay, and I'm walking down the yellow brick alleyway. So Wizard of the Hood, bro, like, I didn't even know this fucking song existed. This isn't on the Wizard of the Hood album, this song. Oh, no. Well, because for whatever reason, Wizard of the Hood, this song, either was well-received or just Jay had a wild hair across his ass about doing an actual Wizard of the Hood project. And what it was was the culmination of Juggalo shit at its peak to me. Because that was the peak time of when everything was going down. Like, they were doing Dark Lotus together. They were doing Riders together. They were fucking touring together. They, like, everything was fucking, like, solid going forward. And I'm trying to remember. Was, that was also, yes. In the, and this was before, this was before fucking the, the Wraith even dropped. Or the Wraith Hell's Pit. Because once the Wraith dropped, the, the, the Shangri-La, that would, like... Things were good, but then once Hell's Pit ended, things were fucking bad. But in any case, Wizard of the Hood, that's what I'm saying. He created this world that I guess felt so compelling that they decided they wanted to do an entire project, which, I mean, if you've listened to it, I think you know is pretty good. Well, uh, yeah, it definitely is. Some of Jay's best rapping that I've ever oh, heard yeah. is on that project. Um, but I'm going to say for this song, man, I'm glad they, you know, if... If they would have redone it and made it, you know, the production a lot better, that would have been interesting to hear. But to me, the production is fucking... This might be the worst production on the album. But oh, no. but I did love when the song cut and it went into the Somewhere Over the Rainbow song. Oh, yeah. like, I thought that was a beautiful transition. Well, no, and so you want to know what? I will say that was kind of what I meant when I said I know the song is kind of all over the place. Because he's got people doing the, you know, other bits and shit, and there's, like, you know, sound effects and whatnot, but it was kind of, again, it was very busy. It was very... That's also why I kind of look at it where, like, this was 1992. People were not rapping like that. Not not really. Like, this was yeah, definitely... Yeah, it was very... So I, and I, I, even though I didn't like the song much, I will say it was interesting to listen to the whole way through. I thought it was well done as far as storytelling, although they would get much better later on. But uh, for what it was and for when it came out, it's pretty cool. 
So I'm not. I'm not even shitting on the song. I think it's. No, I keep. No, listen. I can dig it, and I'm not trying to necessarily. I'm not trying to defend ICP. I'm just saying how I feel about certain shit because there are certain songs where I like, you know, not uh, not as much of a fan. Well, although well, let's. Uh, no, I was gonna say we're gonna keep it moving, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of uh, guts on the ceiling? So guts on the ceiling. Oh, you never guess what's up. My monkin' head blew up. My chin's in an old man's backyard. I gotta sneak through his yard to find a father mucker. And he's got a pit bull dog. And it's sitting on my chin like a frog on a log. I throw a bone and try to distract. Cause I'm wanting my chinny chin chin back. I'll never be one to boast. But there's my tongue hanging off the light post. Cause my head exploded. And my brain's unloaded. All over this beautiful city, teeth and bones to the nitty gritty. There's my eyeballs. Definitely not one of my favorite tracks, but I it like. See, here's the thing. Lyrically, it's really not great, but it just for some reason the weirdness of it just. I really there is something that I like about it because again it's the the if you cross a spine best believe it's mine like come on we know that's not dope you know what I mean but the song itself is just it's such a weird idea like oh shit what happened my fucking head blew up trying to find my fucking like that's I don't know it's it may, you know like it's kind of like oh, I'm down on my luck got no head like I don't know and maybe it doesn't actually mean anything but maybe it is meant to be like a really deep metaphor because if there is one thing that can be said it was that Jay it always tried to have some kind of deeper meaning to pretty much everything that he did so there is that but again guts on the ceiling is probably and it's I it's not my favorite hook either I'm chilling, chilling with my guts all over the ceiling. I'm not, it's not really my favorite, but again, I, when I look at ICP for somebody, again, as a juggalo, I just, I, you, you really, you have to look at the, uh, the body of work and look at what guts on the ceiling's place is meant to be in it. And like, cause you know, the whole like world that they're trying to create of this Southwest ghetto zone where he's talking about like these uh, specific streets and shit. Like, oh, yo, you just seen your small intestine over on some fucking wire, like, over on the corner of Verner and Junction. Like, Verner and Junction, that's a fucking street in Detroit. Like, that was always a really big part of everything that they did. Like, every song might have a reference to something that was real, some person that existed out there. Like, they shouted out their crew all the time. Like, Ed, that's fucking, you know, is that you? That's like... The fact that they had Kid Rock and then eventually well, hold Esha. Hold on, Yeah. Well, because we were going from Guts on the Ceiling to Is That You. I was just trying to transition like... That... I know, but I didn't... I didn't. Let me tell you what I think about Guts on the Ceiling, bro. Oh, did you? Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, I got, I got notes for this shit, so I'm fucking... I ain't letting you fucking... Well, no, but okay, but so then if that's the case, then you gotta like... You gotta go into it when I stop, because I'm obviously just gonna keep going. So, 
Guts on the Ceiling is fucking horrible, and if if this was the first thing I ever heard from ICP, I would still never listen to ICP. This is the fucking worst shit <laughs> I've ever fucking... This shit makes Fred Durst look like... This shit makes Fred Durst look like Rakim, bro. Like, the, and, and it's the fucking wackest beat, like, ever, dude. Like, this is... Who the fuck made this? Jay, did Jay make this beat? <laughs> This is this is not Mike Clark. Mike Clark did not make this fucking beat. I know that. You want to know what? I'm not a hundred percent. I don't know if Mike Clark made all of the beats, and I think that in getting you know like you know you get throwaway beats back in the day were not as good as throwaway beats now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And who knows? So this- maybe like they because they were just doing what they could do. They were just getting making it. No, I know, I know, and you gotta you gotta keep that in mind, and I and I understood, I understood that. But like again, I'm not trying to fucking, I'm not trying to say that that song is fucking lyrically dope, but I do think that when it comes to the Insane Clown Posse, if you're talking about Joker's card tracks, you have to attribute any of this shit to the idea of the grander, overarching theme and like uh, aesthetic. Because it's all I get meant all that. To, like, I, I get all that. I'm just saying this world this building. track specifically. This track specifically lacks. He's trying to be vivid. It totally lacks vivid imagery for storytelling for a storytelling track like this. Like they mastered right. this. I they, mean, they mastered they mastered this style of song later. Like I've definitely heard songs that are similar to this, where it's a lot more vivid and a, like you really do feel like you're there. This. Maybe it's a combination of the production and the beat and the flow. It, obviously, no, it's that, all look, that. It, that's fair, man. I honestly, I am not even like... Whack a song on the album. No, listen, I'm right. not even... Again, I'm not even trying to defend it because I don't think that it's a great song. I really don't. But I just... Any song on a Joker's card, I really don't... There are and There really aren't any songs that I just don't like. I will say... It looks based on this. Well, we'll get to that. But so, all right. So obviously, the you got anything else for guts on the ceiling? Or I think that you probably made your made your fucking point. On yeah, that yeah. One. No, no, no. I was I was <laughs> holding all that inside. So I just oh, like, no, uh, I, emotionally emotionally vomited all over you. So no, we can get to the next song. <laughs> that's fine. But so is that you? I think is dope. But it's if anything, it's an example of Kid Rock using the N word. Probably eat that shit. Boo hoo, motherfucker, what you cried for? I'm that nigga that your bitch would die for. The horse showed up at my front door. So I fucked her in her ass and I threw her out the back door. The bitch thought it was a cake drive. She said, Drive me to the city. So I dropped her up at Lakeside. Are you driving me home? Well, I'm enter. My plans have changed. I'll get your ass on the scepter, ho. This ain't no taxi. I be macking hoes. Uh, and not the first time either. Oh and no, he's never I'm, been oh, busted I'm well aware. For it. It's just super on record as on the first Joker's card of the Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> like, like, like. There's a lot of th- different times he said a lot of wild shit, but just oh my, it's so fucking fantastic. 
The whore um, showed up at my front door, so I fucked her in her ass, and I threw her out the back door. I kicked her out the back door. He rhymed door with door, which is something <laughs> Jay does. Jay does a lot of that on this album, too. I wasn't going to... Because, okay, so I listened to this album about four times all the way through. Okay. And I just... I, I noticed just, like, a couple little things here and there. Maybe every song, every other song, he would rhyme the same thing with the same... Or, or rhyme a word with nothing. And it didn't rhyme at all. So I was like, okay, that's an aesthetic that, you know... Or not an aesthetic. That's just, like, a thing that I hear in a lot of old-school hip-hop. It's before, you know... We really developed the multis and the, the multis, yeah. and I oh, mean, yeah. Rakim was was developing that, but not everyone could get on that so quick, you know. And Kid Rock and Violent J were not on that shit either. <laughs> they were very old school, uh, even at the time. But I will say, this should come as no surprise to you. Uh, best song on the whole record. Is that you? I mean, well, I see. I That's, definitely don't agree with that. But, but see, see, and and here's what it is. This is the song that I'm familiar with, so this might have a little nostalgia for me. So this is actually something that I can connect to when I was younger and being like, oh, I want to hear anything with Kid Rock on it. So I'm fully admitting this is a nostalgia pick for me. That's why I think it's the best song on the album. Okay. Uh, to me, everything is perfect about it. Everyone nails their part. Everyone kills it. The beat is fucking awesome. And Kid Rock uses the N-word, and no one ever bitched about it. It's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But so here's an interesting thing. Because I'm looking here on fucking Spotify. And after Is That You is the Night of the Axe. Showed up at your high school prom with an axe in my motherfucking palm. And I jumped on the front stage swinging. Necks and backs went flinging and a toe. I went psychopathic. Chopping throats with a hat chick. Cause they tried to get me. So I took a head with me. Ran down the hall butt naked. If you got a life, I'ma take it. Cause I got it going on. And I broke to the female job. Motherfuckers think I'm sick. You ever seen a bitch take a shit? Fuck that. Let a dookie ass beat. Cause female shit is news to me. Climb on the fire escape. How many lives can one motherfucker take? One life, two life, three life, four. Throw me a Mac 10, I'm to take more. 50 lives coming out. Eight. I don't know if this is Mandela effect or this is just how it was back in the day. But on my shit, it went, is that you psychopathic? Never had it made your rebel flag going further in that like but so I don't know I, I guess that they decided to add the Night of the Axe and Black in Your Eyes into uh the Carnival of Carnage. Um So that what those weren't on the original release? Not as I recall. No. Mm. And here's the I remember okay. them being on Beverly Kills. And so that's actually not for nothing one of the reasons why I did not really know Night of the Axe or Black in Your Eyes because they weren't on my album and so when I played it all the way through it wasn't one of the songs that I knew which is why you'll notice oh. that I see I can't remember every song off the top of my head necessarily but if you start playing it I'm gonna know it immediately you'll know it yeah well, like, well so the version I listened to definitely the version I listened to definitely had Night of the Axe next and then Into Psychopathic, Black in Your Eyes. I mean, I well, so listen, um, I do know those songs, so it's not like I can't comment on them. I just, like, I don't know them as well as I know the others. Night of the Axe is a pretty good song, but I think that it's like... He was, like, definitely on one when he was doing, like, Night of the Axe, Never Had It Made, Psychopathic, fucking... 
they were definitely uh, definitely going for it on that one. But so my opinion on Night of the Axe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> total fucking banger. Word. I love this fucking song, bro. I, they, I, I, I started this song and I put it on my daily playlist, bro. No um, doubt. All right. I was very surprised. This is uh, the beat is real '80s, man. That 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 synthy '80s thing, but it I like it because it reminds me of a song uh, by Ice T called Drama. Cruising for a bruising, I'm taking no crap. Pipe bomb in my trunk, got a nine in my lap. I'm laying for a spraying. Tonight there's no plan. The posse's most strapped tonight. The crew's weighing. Dust is burning. The steering wheel's turning. I'm out of week. I'm already earning. Suckers cross. Tonight is their loss. Payback time. Boy, life's the cost. Gages out the window, one leg across the roof. They all die if them suckers ain't bulletproof. I'm rolling, death tolling. Of course the car's stolen, but I'm blind to what's wrong. All I want is what's golden. A fool in a fight, too damn dumb to know right. Fucking blue lights, read them their rights. Drama. 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 The song that they did with Ice-T, fucking Dead End, is one of the best fucking tracks they ever did, and I wish that it was on a Joker's card. But... Oh, that song is so fucking dope. Which definitely well, has I, never I, I, had it made vibes, but fucking psychopathic, or no, not 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 psychopathic. I'm sorry, none of the acts. It definitely yeah. is like one of those like Jay just fucking going off. Like he definitely does have some of those tracks where he just fucking wiles out. And well, he says, he says, uh, uh, motherfucker, think I'm sick. You ever seen a bitch take a shit? Because female shitting is news to me. <laughs> I just like <laughs> laughed out loud, bro. I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? Because <laughs> no, female shitting is news to me. That was great, dude. That, as a follow up line, like, you think I'm sick? You ever seen a bitch take a shit? Because female shitting is news to me. <laughs> I gotta give full props. That's the bar of the album, in my opinion. <laughs> it was definitely Jay is always doing some fucking wild shit on a track. Like that is one of the reasons why I think that it. You really, if you want to get a sense of again what I believe to be his genius as a lyricist, you have to listen to like a lot of different shit because he was always trying something different. Like he did have a very 80s flow for a while but it was still like he was all over the place and it was just his I mean flow, and his, his flow definitely evolves after this because I'm more familiar with the later shit and his flow he can definitely do a lot more later on I will listen man I see to me like I said in 1992 he was spitting shit that was like Hey, psychopathic. Well, I been to the front house and it's sun. Pay my debts, but I'm still a street headlock. Jumped out of school because I couldn't find my locker. Stubbles on my chin, I got hair like Chewbacca. Might see me sleeping on the street. Don't look for a job because there's no job looking for me. Then it all went to my head. Next day, 49 motherfuckers did. Tell the pigs I did Put a spot on your back and beat you in the head with it. And keep your bitch in place. Or I'm going to send her ass home with a footprint on her face. Uh, I'm hating slugs. Shoot him in the face, step back and it's my nuts. Less him in a sack. Cause I fuck so hard it'll break they back. All the pressure packed into one nut. I was waiting on a bus in my head. Cause that's the next song after Night of the Axe. Which again, to me, it always went, is that you psychopathic? And then he's like, the ghetto, the, it starts out, the ghettos of America are a breeding ground. Like, 
just going into this shit. And then, like I said, this is the whole fucking, like, what they're talking about. So, Pops, this time it's your son who gets shot. Deal with your own creation. And then again, going hard. I'm trying, like, I dropped, like, I can't remember the exact line. Something, 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 but it sucked. Something, 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 but I'm still a street hoodlum. Dropped out of school because I couldn't find my locker. Stubbles on my chin, I got hair like Chewbacca. Might see me rolling down the street. Ain't looking for a job because there's no jobs <coughs> looking for me. It all went to my head. Next day, 45 motherfuckers dead. Tell the pigs I did it. Like, fucking, what do you say? Take a boot out the street and beat you in the head with it. Or take a brick out the street and beat you in the head with it. And keep your bitch in place. Or I'm going to send her ass home with a footprint on her face. I'm hating sluts. Shoot her in the face, step back, and itch my nuts. Unless I'm in the sack because I'll fuck so hard it'll break they back. I, it's always been funny to me. Like, Jay was definitely a proponent of slapping bitches from way back in the day. Like, there are a lot of Jay slapping, like, they, like black in your eyes. Because I never really listened to that track that much. But that's what that whole fucking song is about. Yeah. How did you feel about Psychopathic? I'm curious. Uh, it's just there. It doesn't stand really? out to me, you Man, know. get the fuck out of um, here. I don't know. That's I I disagree with that assertion, not, but that's not, okay. It's not bad, but here's what really got like okay, so like I said, I listened to this album 3 4 times. Okay. And um what really this is about the third time listening this song, I was ready to just fucking skip it again. You know uh, what I mean? Well, Cuz it look, was like you every every hold on, because every song the flow is exactly the, the fucking same. The flow is pretty much the same on the whole record. So if you're not into that, well, I look um, fair enough. I all I could say about that is that it was the early '90s, so they weren't really there wasn't so much of that back then. But listen, I'll also tell you right now, I just I don't know. I, again, with psychopathic specifically. I always really I enjoyed the beat. I don't I hate it. The production, it just all around. I always really liked that song. I don't hate it. It's just there for me though. No, look, that's fair. I can dig that. I just you know, in my case, I that was always a standout for me. But again, the next song after that is not one that was ever on the album that I had, so I didn't really listen to it that much. I do know it, but "Blacking Your Eyes." Girly, girly bitch, you fucking freaky. Like I said, that whole song is just about smacking bitches. And like, bitchy, bitchy hoe. You know you just a hoe. Like, it was definitely like, I don't know. I, I, it's definitely not one of my favorites. I certainly don't know how you feel about it, but I did not love it. <clears throat> uh, the best part of the song to me is the girl on the intro talking about getting fucked in the pooper. Like, that's the best. <laughs> And, 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 and super unconvincingly, might I add. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Oh, no. 
I could, well, because they couldn't get anybody that had any amount of, that, that was just whoever that, like, they could fucking get to come by that day, I would imagine, like, early, yeah, early days. Yeah, absolutely. It's just some but, girl who was, like, hanging out in the studio, is like, hey, come here and do this, you yeah, know? Basically. I I hated the song at first, but after, like, two, three listens, I'm like, it's catchy enough, like, I, I don't, I don't hate it, but again, just like Psychopathic, it's just there for me, like, it doesn't stand out like some of the other tracks. I don't know, I will tell you, as far as standout tracks are concerned, uh, the next track from here, uh, Never Had It Made. First I was born young and healthy, I told my mother one day be wealthy, can't forget my first day at school, got stabbed in the head with a pencil, but it's cool, get my education, a job and a family, a good reputation, and what about grade two, got shot in the neck and the bullet went straight through, but I'm packing a textbook, don't fuck with me, cause I'm going to grade three, thank God it's lunch in a minute, bit into my hot dog with a razor blade in it, and it cut my tongue off, but I know how to multiply, so what's up boss, finally had to step up. And that is a thousand percent, one of my favorite ICP songs of all time. Like, is this the song where they diss Champ Town? They're like laying in the gutter, right next to Champ Town's mother. Yes, is that never had it made. Yes, I thought that was brazen, bro. Like that was some pretty wow. Well, so who's Champ Town? So Champ Town, I, all I really know about Champ Town is he's a Detroit guy. He came up with uh, Esham, and they had a lot of beef because they were like the two youngest kids in the hood that were rapping. And um, Champ Town says he came up with. The, uh, the psychopathic records idea and uh, the straight jacket and all that shit. Straight jacket. So I, 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 I guess he, he, he feels that ICP jacked. His shit was straight jacket and then he felt that psychopathic was jacking his steez and all this kind of shit. So that's all I really know about Champtown. And I know that uh, he's really cool with Chuck D. And a lot of, like, high up there guy. Like, he, he toured with Kid Rock for a long time. Interesting. So he's kind of from that. He's in that camp, I guess. Well, that's funny, but I do actually remember that. I never I, I never looked that far into it to figure out who that was. He actually, Champ Town actually made a great documentary uh, that's narrated by Chuck D. It's called The Untold Story of Detroit Hip Hop. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, and I bet he don't, I wonder if he brings up ICP at all. No, ICP are in it. He's cool with ICP now. Oh, cool. ICP. All right. That works. Yeah, yeah. ICP are in it. He's actually shitting on Kid Rock and Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I could definitely see that being the case as time has gone by. But, but yo, never had it made. Um, I, I, I wonder if you even noticed this. Um, they sampled The Wizard by Black Sabbath in this. Uh, that harmonica you hear that uh, that harmonica that's from the wizard by black sabbath oh shit that's tight as fuck so i was like I mean, okay always, all right a fucking sabbath sample okay I'll they see were you. well so, and again in 92 man people weren't really sampling like that back then it was definitely yeah. like you know they were doing some different shit i uh, again never had it made to me was just like Ah, uh, he was the the whole thing about that song was he was trying to talk about like like in the, I don't know if you remember Malenko where he's like you know can I go up to the McDonald's and to the counter and tell him you can make limestone from gunpowder? Will they give me a cheeseburger if I know that shit? Like that's what never had it made was all supposed to be like. First I was born young and healthy. I told my mother one day I'll be wealthy. 
Can't forget my first day of school. Got stabbed in the neck with a pencil, but it's cool. Get my education. A job and a family. A good reputation. And yeah, what about kinda, grade this, two? This, this, this kind of reminded me of Slim Shady a little bit, actually. Fair enough. I mean, here's the problem. For Eminem to act as though ICP had no bearing on what he was doing at the time is a grim disservice to what was happening in Detroit at the time. Because... There is no possible way that he was doing what he was doing, what they were doing what they were doing, and that he was not at least taking notice to what ICP was doing. Eminem would obviously come to grow way bigger than ICP, but to act as though Eminem did not, was not, at least in some way, influenced by ICP at the beginning, in my opinion, is a disservice to the, uh, the nature of the situation. If, if only because ICP were like making shows happen they weren't the dopest rappers for sure but they were making shows happen they were making sh- like that's what he was talking about on fucking the you know wait a minute don't run what's up with that I just want to give you this 300 bucks back that you gave the twisted so you can open up for that show you little pussy asshole like there's a video of that out there of Eminem opening up for House of Crazy like that happened oh sure. yeah I've seen it so at that point, it's kind of like the way things were going back then. Jay, obviously, things would go a different direction, but there's no way Eminem didn't like notice what was going on. And fucking, yeah. I don't know. I think it's also ironic for the fact that Kid Rock would become famous, really super famous on a country song although he was very 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 famous on Devil Without a Cause but he was able to get like rock star like legendary fame off that song uh, Sweet Home Alabama all summer long you want to hear the wonderful fucking tie into that Mikey Clark I, fucking, know, all, I know all about it uh, it was fucking, supposed to be a track for Gathering of the Juggalos like something he was going to hand out and he was fucking with it and Kid Rock heard it he's like whoa 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 give me that Get the fuck out of here. He really was just going to do that and give it away? Yeah. It was like for a... Uh, uh, he was putting together like a beat CD for a gathering. I've never heard that story. Look at you putting me on the fucking Juggalo <laughs> lore I've never heard. When, when it comes to the Juggalo world and people who I love who are connected to it, I know all the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Not word. That's dope, man. That's... Wow, I never knew that. But... I, but again, it is ironic for like the next song, Fuck Your Rebel Flag. I do happen to really like this one. Motherfucker fucking hit. I kick in the mouth, sway fucking lips up. You swallow them teeth when I do. And me and my boys will run a train and you fell my lip. Then break her fucking back. Goddamn bigots ain't all that. So I'ma cut your brain out. Reach in and pull your spine out. Welcome to the carnival show. You're invited. You and your bitch flow. And the wicked clown's gonna jack. Cut your legs up. And if you crawl back. I don't know who the other dude is on it. It's like it was never really made clear, or either that, or I just never looked. Yeah, into it. I didn't. I didn't know who that was either. Yeah, I, I never looked that far out. into it. It could be John Kick Jazz. I don't really know. I probably could ask what, some people yeah, and find that out. That's what I assume. I probably. I'm a terrible juggalo for not knowing that, but I actually, I'm not 100 percent sure who's. Uh, who that that other dude is but 
I don't know. Again, I feel like this is proof where Shaggy definitely can fucking rap. He's staying on fucking point with everybody else. And, you know, like, I don't know. I do also, I really like the hook on this one. Wilbur. I'ma break his back. Hoss. I'ma cut his neck. I don't know. I think that shit is dope. I enjoy it. It is, it is a wholesome fun for the family. Um... Fuck your rebel flag. Uh, fuck this song. This song sucks shit. This is my my second least favorite song on the album, and it's not the reason you might think. Uh, not, well, I, there is no reason I think you don't like it specifically. For being for being such an anthem for the Juggalos, it's something that you hear constantly from the Juggalos, and something they post and they fucking really stand behind. You think well, the yeah, song because it's would about be the better? Message, not the song. The song is total ass. The beat may be one of the worst on the fucking album. I this just, is another, I don't this agree. Is another one I of the, do not agree. There's with like you, no sir. kick, bro. Like there's no kick in the fucking beat. You know what I mean? It's like stop the bust. Final J comes out, bounce <laughs> to your chest and blow your lungs out, motherfucker. Fucking hick, kick you in the mouth, sway your fucking lips out, swallow them teeth. What I do? And me and my boys are running train on your Thelma Lou, and then break your fucking back. Goddamn bigots ain't all that. Some cut your brain out. Reach in and pull your spine out. Welcome to the carnival. Shut up. And, and, and how many times did he talk about blow, fuck you till I blow your spine out on this album? Probably Every song, few. He, he has a spine out, spine out line. Yeah, probably a few. <laughs> Not a few, like almost every other song. <laughs> a lot. Um... And again, the fucking pure ignorance of this song is baffling to me. Like, But I understand... You know, like you said, he probably had a fucking shitty experience and he saw a lot of shitty people and they probably had rebel flags and he was like, fuck these people forever. Fuck the South. Um, well, obviously not for the fact that he eventually did Boondocks. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. He made up for it with Boondocks, right? <laughs> that was like a, a PR move or what? Well, because you want to know a lot, a lot of, of juggalos. Well, but so here's the thing, man. Bro, there's a lot the of reason, juggalos. Well, but so here's the thing. The reason why it resonated is because a lot of people down south lived around these racist redneck fucks and were like, I don't fuck with you people at all. And so there was a division and that's why Fuck Your Rebel Flag resonates with people. But that's the problem, right, with, like, labeling an entire group of people, right? Well, like, okay, here's the problem. That. No, and here's the problem with this one specifically is that the Confederate flag at this point, the vast majority of people that really strongly champion that shit, at the very least, have questionable morals when it comes to racism. I Again, I think that lyrically it's definitely sound. I think that it was dope. And again, I look at it in the realm of it was made in 1992. Like... People weren't really rapping like that in 92. Like, that kind of, like, rapid-fire flow. We weren't doing a lot of shit like that. So. Maybe, I, I think I think I could appreciate it more if it was, if if, if, it, if I liked the beat more. You know what I mean? I, th- I think mainly And, it, it and you want to know what? Situation. It's fair, because it is a very, very 90s beat. Like, I, I get it. Very synthy. Very fucking, you know doesn't really you know it doesn't really hit like the bass could be a little you know a little bit better but fucking I always you know again I always thought was, I always thought that was a good one I enjoyed that one but uh so the next one Ghetto Freak Show Ghetto Freak get, Ghetto Freak Show Ghetto Freak get, Ghetto Freak Show Ghetto Freak get, get, Ghetto Freak Show Ghetto Freak get, Ghetto Freak Show 3 o'clock in the 
I was never a real big fan of this one. I do kind of like it, but it's like... It's another one of these songs where he was definitely trying to be like, uh, you know, like have a message. I'm pretty sure that this is the one where he's like, uh, cut the wrist because the grass ain't green enough. Like, that's what I'm saying. I never really listened to this one that much because it's like, I, I can dig what he was going for, but I just, I never really got into this one. It was not, uh, not ever a track that I did. This probably was one that I skipped a lot. When I wanted to listen to Carnival of Carnage, I probably didn't really stick to this one. Yeah, so Ghetto Freak Show for me, uh, again, it's just there. I don't hate it. I don't really fuck with it a lot. But I will say I appreciate the beat on this one. It's more of a cool, jazzy kind of beat. Um, uh, and I don't know. I could fuck. I guess a little. Kinda I could fuck with the, I, I could fuck with the beat, but everything else is it's just there. You know, it's like Yeah, another, fair it's, enough, it, it's man. A, I I can dig it. I can definitely dig it. But it's so a then for me. the next track, number one, this was definitely a song that they were, you know, the uh the, the message is pretty clear. They say it pretty right out in front, but um I do think that lyrically not only is this song dope, but the way that Esham comes in Guess who's running with the ICP? The black devil coming straight from the deep. Guess who's running with the ICP? The black devil coming straight from the deep. I'm headed out to Birmingham. I tip the German burning man. Looking for the governor to kill him. Now I think I can. Violent Jane, no way. So I'm gonna get you. If you're standing in my way, I'm getting wet you. The black devil, that devil, you don't know. Getting more pussy than Bell Bill DeVoe. Hey man, do you know my name? I'm John Whitnottis. Not so trained. So give me mine, cause it ain't about black and white. It ain't about wrong or right. I'm devil's night. I'm on a cross in your fucking face. Now homicide got a new chase. So give me a taste. So give me a taste. It was like, that was really a moment for ICP for the fact that, like, Detroit hip-hop, the fact that he had Esham on his album. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always thought that track was dope, especially even Jumpsteady's got a verse on that shit. And I think it's good, too. I think Jumpsteady's definitely, like, a lot of his shit's not great, but a lot of his shit is real good. So, I don't know. If we ever do Psychopathics from Outer Space 2, you'll hear, uh, I think it's called Short Stories or Ghost Stories, True Stories, something like that. But that's that's a good shout one. Out, shout out to Jump Steady, who uh, fucked with my music on the Juggalo show. So I always got to respect right, right. him for that. But, but, nah, but he's I refuse broke. To, re- to respect him for this verse. So, this number one, <laughs> I think he might have been the one who I was actually communicating with last year when I played The Gathering. But, um, excuse me, I actually have an interesting Gathering story about him. I think it was either 2003 or 2004. I only say that because it was Garrettsville. It was the uh, first time they did outdoor gatherings. And I remember just walking and he gave me, he just asked me, hey, do you want to ride? I said, fucking yeah, man. And we rode and I, I you could put a gun to my head. I couldn't tell you what we talked about. But I just remember him being like a really chill guy. And like he served in the military and shit. And he's like, what they do with psychopathic records is pretty fucking remarkable, quite frankly. I mean, but he's pretty much running a lot of shit. A lot of shit. I don't he's know like, what Billy's involvement is still. Like, I would imagine he's still pretty heavily involved, but I also, you know what I mean? Like, 
it's starting to seem like Jump Steady is more, you know, like has more going on. I really don't know. I and that's always been a thing for me. Well, I, I know I know Jump Steady books the fucking books a lot of the shows and books the 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 acts for the gathering and shit like that. I know that's a fact. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, no, I'm not a hundred percent like. Uh, what? But this song, th- this song, bro, like my favorite part of the whole song, the beat's pretty dope. Um, I always thought. I think e- I think Esham took the song. Oh well, obviously, because Esham is far and away the better rapper out of all of them, especially at that point. Yeah, and but they 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 all did their thing. I, I didn't I wasn't big on Jump Steady's part, but uh, they all did their thing, and it's it's passable enough. You know, it's not as. Uh, not as blatantly bad as I think some of the other songs that we've talked about are. Well, no, it's, it's and listen, easy. man, I gotta tell you, the funny thing is, to me, Carnival of Carnage is really important to ICP's overarching message and trajectory in the music business because of what the message was for the time that it came out. And for the, again, the artwork and the aesthetic, what they created that they would go and carry into. Because their face paint pattern back then was not what it would eventually become. The ubiquitous, like the one or the two different uh, patterns that we all know now. They weren't using those back then, not solidly anyway. They were doing something that looked a little bit like that, but it wasn't quite the same. They were, you know, they were still refining their shit. And for what they eventually turned it into like they weren't even really using Fago back then that's why you you hear them talk about it a little bit but that's just because Fago is what they sold in Detroit and he was just talking about that some soda that I drink and then you know I'm, I'm sure you read behind the paint or you've heard the story where they're just like oh yeah one day we decided you know we were bringing them on stage and then somehow somebody fucking threw one and something happened and it was crazy and then you know we suddenly we're all just throwing Fagos everywhere and then that's how that turned, you know, like, that's a thousand percent uh, part of it now. Like, you know, as much as the Fago Corporation would like or not like. But, because that's a really old Detroit company. Again, that's an interesting thing. But, like, I don't know. I think Carnival of Carnage, that, that, that logo, I like the Carnival of Carnage artwork a lot. Like, I really like that logo. But... I also think that, like, lyrically, music-wise, it is not one of their stronger albums. Like, for sure not. And, I again, I really think that it's important looking back as a juggalo, I, at least in my case, when you're looking at their body of work and you're looking back at what they've done just in totality. I really, I will fucking ring this bell and toot this horn forever is it just it was 1992 I challenge most other shit from 1992 aside from maybe what you would call the greats I would challenge you to look at most rappers of that era I, and I think that Jay and Shaggy definitely stand uh, they hold up compared to a lot of the rappers of the time that's how I feel yeah well so I mean, do you feel like that? I think that's a fair assertion. Um, yeah, no, I definitely uh, agree with you on that. Yeah. If you're not comparing it to fucking Rock Him and fucking no, you Jesus know, like Christ, no, high. of course not. 
No, that's why I said <laughs> the, the high greats. levels of the shit. No, of course. But I, the, I he, would put it. I would put it at the same level as. Honestly, in Esham, even though Esham was lyrically more than them at this point in time. But I would say that like someone like Esham, even, I think ICP got way better than him at one point. You know what I mean? And then Esham came back around to being dope. But my own personal opinion, scribble speaking. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would say overall, I give this, a, you know, this is being uh, kind to me, for me. Uh, I'll give it a 7 out of 10 because for a debut album I feel like they really knew what they were doing more than most people probably did especially when you're considering the year and how they were basically helping pioneer this wicked shit kind of thing you know what I mean like right so with that in mind like with all that stuff with all the factors you've been talking about of remembering this is their first album this is what they they took this and they made okay, it. Okay, but so here's the problem, bro. They made it again. No, 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 no. But no, they made listen, it better. And I'm going to have better to. Better and better and better. No, so I'm going to have to. You're telling me that you are going to give Carnival of Carnage the same rating that you gave to Bloody Sunday? Uh, you think it should be higher? Yeah. Are you kidding me? If, <laughs> bro, if Bloody Sunday was a seven, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, that's a fucking passing grade, bro. Mm-mm. To act that's a as though. Grade. No. Uh-uh. To act... The, the idea, the very idea that Carnival of Carnage and Bloody Sunday are albums that are on the same level, um, to me, I can't do it. I can't... I mean, it. I was gonna... I was originally, when the, the first two listens, I was like, this is a fucking two out of ten. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Look, man, you gotta step now. away from you, you gotta step away from your juggaloism. No, but so like that's I'm the fucking problem though. Because from... again, to me, you gotta look at it as they made I'd this say, shit. I'd say Jay has some better bars on Bloody Sunday than some of the bars on this record. Uh, I think you only feel that way because you more looking at it from a modern perspective. Because he tried to do a little bit more modern type shit on that. Which was the worst shit on the album. I don't the know. The like, shit he was trying to do. He's a way, I, I, again, to, like to me, because listen, I'll tell you right now. My problem is this. That for me, the overall, like, cohesive, like, overall message and aesthetic and sound bloody sunday bloody sunday was more cohesive than carnival of oh my god get the listen to me listen to me out listen to me of here at least with bloody sunday it was a through line all the way it was all kind of the same shit this is all they even said they even said they even said they even said is that you person I they will hear said, none of it. He ended that album with some good pussy, and you want to tell me about a through line about the you're same? You're talking about you're talking about like one song. Get the yeah no dude. The, the most of is, the album no. is a very you said yourself no. it's a very depressing, very yeah exactly. So dark it wasn't a through line. To anything. So it's all it one thing. Leading, you're not, that all that led to some good pussy. What? Let me finish, bro. Let me finish. Carnival of Carnage is all over the fucking place, bro. They even admitted 
that carn okay this whole idea of their dark carnival and each joker represents something that's total horseshit on this album you can see there's little bits and pieces where he was like okay this is what we're trying to do but you're telling me is that Wait, you has what? any significant no. okay. you're telling me is that you that they even admitted was just a freestyle it's not about shit yeah okay but so here's the thing is that if you look at what ICP has done on every Joker's card, and I do mean every single one, from this album to, let's say, fucking Yum Yum at this point. I didn't hear a cohesive story throughout this album like I did Bloody Sunday. Okay, but so again, that's ridiculous because if that's true, you weren't paying attention. Because the entire fucking album is about the fucking ghettos of America leaking into the suburbs. They talk about the shit all the time. The whole fucking album they talk about it. And then Taste, that's what they're talking about. No, I got it on Taste, but the, dude, no, what do you, you gotta admit, on you every gotta fucking admit, track they're talking lines, about this shit. Dude, they are not fucking geniuses on the first album out, bro. They are not able to carry a full story without fucking diverging into dumb shit. Okay, but so no, that's not true. Every single album... It is true. I just listened to the album, bro. No, it's Four not. times. Because if you're saying that, then you're saying that every Joker's card is exactly the same. That they, they, they well, that it doesn't have... Well, you know, that's have... yet to be seen. I, have, I haven't listened to every Joker's card, but... Okay, well, but so that's the point, is that if that's how you feel, then you're never going to feel like they have a cohesive fucking whatever, because that's the whole idea. Every album is just what they were doing at the time... And Malenko, like Malenko, the Riddle Box, like put it to you like this, fucking the Riddle Box and the Jekyll Brothers both do exactly the same thing. They decide whether you're going to heaven or hell. That's all that is. Right. That like the Riddle Box, it's like, oh, turn the crank. Are you going up or are you going down? Like, uh. No, I know, I know all the lore and shit. Well, I know, okay, I know, but I apparently the, not the because, well, yeah, but so that's what I'm saying though, is that. Carnival of Carnage, the whole idea there is that this is the carnival setting up. We're out, we're right outside your town. You can't hide no more. This is how it's gonna go down. And that's the whole album they're talking about that. The whole album. And what, is it, what, and what does Is That You have to do with any of it? It doesn't have to have, what does Redneck Ho have to do with it? It's just fucking exactly. fun. So, that, so well, there's dude, not a through line where every no, it, dude, it's not a true because they're, they're clowns. not doing this like dream because they're clowns. Doing it, you know what I mean? Because they're fucking clowns. They're wicked clowns. The whole idea of a clown well, is just yeah, supposed okay. to make people laugh. No, I understand that. I understand that, and they're able to. They're loose. It, it, okay, would you agree with me on this? It's more of a loose kind of thing, other than a strict line of Oh uh, Yeah, it was never meant to be a strict line. The whole idea was that there was mystery to it. Like Because that that's what a concept album is, though. It's a strict line of a story, and you don't divert okay, from the Okay, but story. so that's the thing. They were doing their own version doing of it, and it's not even necessarily a concept album. They're doing... Carnival of Carnage was what they were doing to try... By the way, I'm not even sure if on the original Carnival of Carnage artwork, they were even already talking about all six Joker's cards. Because they didn't say, I don't think, Joker's card at any time throughout Carnival of Carnage. So it's possible that they hadn't necessarily fle fleshed all that out by that point. I don't remember, I haven't read Behind the Paint in a long time. 
Which, by the way, I have another piece of thing that's gonna piss you off. Oh, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> but no, I'm sorry. I do not. I and you can you can uh, uh, call me out on this because I don't know. But it's just a feeling I have, and I've always had since I heard Jay talk about it. Okay. I don't believe the fucking. I don't believe that he had all this shit in a dream. Okay, well, this so this is what I'll shit. tell you about that. From what I've heard, or at least whether or not what I've heard, but what I would be inclined to believe is that perhaps it was not a dream, but perhaps it was more of a uh, chemical-induced experience. Yeah, I would believe that before I believed it all came to him in a dream. Well, but so that's kind of the thing is that, listen, bro, here's something that you may or may not know, because, again, you're not a juggalo, so you wouldn't know this. For a long time, like a really long time, juggalos were basically under the impression that Jay didn't do drugs, like, at all. And... It's so much so that when the the Wraith happened, the Wraith Shangri-La, Jay started publicly talking about how Twisted got him smoking weed. And everybody was like shocked at the fact that he was like doing drugs and shit. But as time has gone by, the reality we've all come to find is that that wasn't the case and that he was, you know, he was getting into shit. Now... Whether or not that's true, I wouldn't make a claim to say that that's... If this is if he said that it was a dream, I'll take him at his word. But I, it would not shock me in the least to find out that it was some kind of trip because tripping can do that. You, you know, it's like... I, the, I, I was under more of the impression, this is how what I feel. And again, there's no proof. This is just strictly what I think when I hear him talk about it and uh, I listen to the audio book of uh, Behind the Paint and all that shit and every time I hear him talk about it I'm like we know Jay was you know the idea man and Jay always had some great ideas and he fucking gave Twisted their 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 new name their new look he did, he gave Boondocks his fucking name and look right like he did this with, he, he's always the idea guy so I wouldn't even be surprised if he just came up with the idea and he thought it'll be it'll seem a lot more fucking you know in this carnival kind of world this magical thing if I said it was a dream because it just seems so far fucking reaching that I mean it's you know what? I don't know one night. the weird thing about it to me is the fact that they were already doing shit as inner city posse and then to just turn that well, that's where Champ Town comes in because Champ Town, he had a guy who would come up on stage with him and he says, this is where ICP got it. Now, again, this is, you know, they were enemies at one point, so who knows? He said he came out with straight jacket recordings, which was, you know, I'm a psycho, that kind of shit, that vibe, right? And then when he would go on stage, he had two clown guys that would come on stage and be his hype men. And they were dressed up like clowns and they would fucking paint or they would dance while he was spitting bars and all this kind of shit. So his whole thing was like, they got that from me and straight jacket. And then they came up with psychopathic. I don't know. I mean, that to me, I'm surprised you don't know about champ town, bro. Like that's pretty crazy that like you don't really know. Yeah. Well, I I gotta be honest. That kind of sounds like a stretch, especially considering ICP took, was a totally different Insane Clown Posse to me was much more again about like it was much more subversive it wasn't really meant to be about being dope rappers 
it was meant to be like my, I mean again it's why it's hilarious when people try to say how why is ICP being political they've been political the whole time like I really don't see how because to me the idea of a wicked clown that's a really heady concept like that's not something that's just oh having clowns on stage whatever like you can do any kind of like different number of things where oh we got clowns that are rapping that's whatever but a wicked clown and that's what they were talking about they were the wicked clowns because this is the carnival of carnage and we are the wicked clowns of the carnival the whole idea is that like a clown is just supposed to make children laugh that's what a clown actually is like in reality so how does wickedness fit into that where do you fit a wicked wickedness into a clown and the reality of that is gallows humor like fucked up shit that you laugh at because the world is super fucked up and really horrible things happen and you gotta be able to fucking laugh at it sometimes and again I definitely understand why some people look at ICP as though it's not good basically I understand what they're like what the criticisms would be But to me, I really do think that they, first of all, as you've obviously seen, they do have a lot of different songs where they really nail it lyrically, but, or just in general, like they really, this first album was obviously not their strongest, but it was definitely one of the most important, if not the most important, because this was the springboard that the rest (coughs) of the, the rest of it fucking. Well, and that, and that's why I said a six out of 10. Because... Okay, first of all, you said seven, motherfucker. And second of all... <laughs> it's going down every time you give me bullshit about it. Fuck that. Uh, so now, I, now, I'm, now, I disagree so much. Now again, it's a to five. Me, look, I'll tell you right now. I would give it an 8.5. <laughs> what the fuck uh, was that? Jesus Christ. That was my what clown you, laugh, bro. What, what that, that, I, that Was that the witch laugh? That was my joker laugh. Oh, is that what that was? That's fucking absurd. 8.5. Well, because again, it's not a... The the, the difference between you and I, apparently, is not... I don't... It doesn't have to be the dopest lyrical shit in the world for me to think something is good. You can give it... You can give it credit without uh, uh, rating it so high. Like, you you can give it its full credit. 8.5 is not rating it so high. A B plus is above average. bro. That's a B plus. Yeah, exactly. A B plus, and and that's how I feel. That's how the fuck I feel. (laughs) Okay. I understand that it is not lyrically the dopest shit, but the message was It's not even musically the dopest shit. It's not even... Their dopest shit, like on yeah, it's like the bottom. I, of yes, shit. I understand that, but that's the point: is that it's not about I'm rating the album on overall fucking significance. Like that's <laughs> how I rate any album: is what does this album actually mean? But it just seem it just seems like eight is reserved for lyricism and up. Okay, so again, we feel differently about the lyricism on this album because I think that songs that you think weren't good were good. I like Fuck Your Rebel Flag. I definitely do. I like fucking Psychopathic. I think that those are really good tracks. 
And well, I think that lyrically, great, again, bro. the way that they were rapping compared to a majority of the other rappers of the time, that they were in some ways ahead of their time. In some ways, they weren't because they were just trying to do some crazy guts on the ceiling nonsense. But a lot of the time, they were they had a fucking a real message. They had a serious aesthetic that they were creating, and they were fucking they created a following based on this. Like especially this was where Seventeen came from. Like the 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 influence that this album had over the rest of ICP's career cannot yeah, be overstated. No, that's that's why I rated it so high. Is because oh yeah, it's so the high. Fucking, Get the it's fuck the out of here. It's their dude. It's a passing grade. Seven, seven is, out yeah, of ten I'm is sorry. a fucking C, yeah, see, bro. A passing it, grade. It, it's realistically. Let me ask you this. Hey, let me ask you this. If your kid it's comes home with a seventy, it's realistically what they fucking deserve, you, and it's yeah, realistically now, I, what anybody, I completely what anybody disagree. who wasn't already a juggalo, I, would give it. Yeah, but so that's not okay. But so that's the difference, though, is that you can't ask a juggalo to rate a Joker's card not like a juggalo. What kind of nonsense is that? If, if you're uh, talking you're, based you're, on how you're a fucking juggalo normal, with you're bro. a juggalo with common sense. No, listen, bro. I'll juggalo. tell you something. No, but so that's why, bro. Let me tell you something. Carnival of Carnage is something that you listen to when you get into ICP and you really want to get into the lore and when you really want to get into the whole world of it. That's when you listen to Carnival of Carnage. Nobody listens to what the, nobody fucking turns on Carnival of Carnage like, oh, what's the, the what's exactly, the, which is why it shouldn't be a B fucking plus. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't agree a with B that plus because I'm not grading album. it. A B plus is a goddamn album. A B plus is an album you go back to over and over again. A B plus is reserved for that, not a starting template of what they would do better later on. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know if I agree with that. Based You're too on... close, man. You're too close. Just like, you know what? When we do a Megadeth episode and you don't like a song, I'm going to feel the same way, bro. Like, I'm going to feel like I'm <laughs> going to have what? to explain everything to you. You might be, no, and you might be right. You might be right. <laughs> and I guess we'll see. Because listen again, bro. Here's the problem. I, how's this? Because this is probably the only way that I can say it properly. I... Give the album an 8.5. And the way that I say that is that I give the aesthetic like a 9, 9.5. And the the overall message, execution, whatever. But then the lyricism and in some cases production, I would give, let's call that a 7. And so you average those two together, that's about an 8, 8.5. And so again... You would give the the production a C. Yeah. For 92? Yes. (laughs) For 1992, okay. yes. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let it rest. Okay, I'm just gonna agree with you for now on. Okay. Go okay ahead. Agree with me. Look, you don't have to agree with me. <laughs> but again, for 1992, I think that it was solid. That's my opinion. Okay, I respect it. And so, but here's the thing. What I was about to say is that if you want me to tell you what I think a normal rap fan would give this. You're probably no, right. Not even a two. Yeah, really. That's what I'm saying. Like, a regular rap fan that's not actually trying to fucking be analytical, th- that's the only person who would listen to some shit like this at this point. Carnival so doesn't Carnage? It, doesn't, it seem, doesn't it seem extra kind of me then to give it a seven out of ten? Uh, uh, first, uh, you want to know what? I guess, but only because... <laughs> only because you have... a very 
fierce loyalty to lyricism, and I appreciate that, first and foremost. But, and by the way, you're not wrong. I am too close. You're not wrong. But, at the same time, in that closeness, so to speak, I will always maintain, and this is also why ICP is not that popular in the, you know, grander circles, is because you do have to consume, like, all of it to be able to actually get it and kind of understand. It's, I'll put it to you like this. Here's the funny thing about it, because I picked it up at Malenko in 97. It's like a show that just started, and they're keeping it going. They just keep it, you know, they put an album out every so often, and they keep the show going. Because we've all been, the, the, like, every Joker's card is a new episode. Like, or a new a new movie in the series, whatever you want to call it. Like, musically, they've done something that I don't know anybody else has ever done. And that started with Carnival of Carnage. So I could never give that a below average grade knowing what it was the springboard for. But, so again, I, but again, I, I get how people could look at it and say... Oh, yeah, that's that's no good. I don't like that. But, and see, I'm taking all that stuff you said that you literally just said, and that's the reason it's so high up on my fucking, uh, I mean, that shit, I even gave I it a know. seven. I have to put it to you like this. Because if I was just, bro, if I was just basing this on my lyricism fucking aspect, you know where it would be. Oh, well, I'm, no, putting, okay, I'm adding enough. everything. Well, I'm adding look, everything together. But so, and the the core the core of the culture that they created, you could say started right here. Oh no! And dog well, oh no! One hundred percent. But this is also kind of what I'm saying is that if the, the, the best way to def, to say it about how I actually feel about Carnival of Carnage is that I don't know this album pretty much like back to front perfectly like I know Riddlebox Great Malenko Jekyll Brothers Ringmaster I'm pretty sure I know just like that but it's been a little while I haven't listened to it in a while that was I I am realizing by the way to a certain extent I maybe should have actually listened to the album once within the last recent (laughs) times well no because I know but so this is the thing though because this no, is, I know you don't gotta explain to me. I, I I won't ever have to listen to a fucking Kid Rock record or a Megadeth record ever again. Like I can fucking talk to you about it for days without. Well, and so, to it. that's kind of what I'm saying is that I wanted it to be just the raw. This is how I feel about this ICP album. Because again, with every other one, I'm telling you, Ringmaster, Riddlebox, fucking Jekyll Brothers, both Wraith albums, um, and Bang Pow Boom. I know almost fucking verbatim with like no mistakes, but I like with, but again, here's the thing. Carnival of Carnage. I don't know it that well because I really didn't listen to it that much because I'm much more of a lyrical, lyrically minded person. (laughs) And so it wasn't an album I wanted to listen to that often because I couldn't fucking vibe to it because it was like, yeah, these guys were Get, they were doing their thing, but like, there's not that many like lyrically. There's not that many songs that really do it like that. So this is not exactly what I've been saying the last two hours. Well, but yeah, but not like that. You're much less kind about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but overall, like that's exactly what I've been saying. 
Now, and look, and you, you want to know what? So again, here's the thing. <laughs> if, we are, if we are grading the album on lyrical ability only... We're uh, on everything. Okay, but no, if it's on everything, then I think 8.5 is extremely fucking <laughs> fair. If we are grading it uh, over everything. But if we're talking about lyricism about and beats specifically, then I then I could totally understand a seven or six out of five, a six out of ten, even five maybe, depending on who you're talking to. But that's if you're like actually being a fucking objective critic and listening to the whole thing. And not just listening to the first few seconds and be like, ah, fuck this. Like, I think that if you, again, you give it its day in court, that at least a six is fucking reasonable. But, again, I think that if we're talking about overall, 8.5 is extremely fair based on the aesthetic alone. All right, well, let's wrap this up because we're well over two hours. Yeah, oh, um, no. Well, there you go. So this can definitely be... We can make this a two-part, I think. Yeah, I'll cut out all the 6 9 shit. Um, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That can definitely... Because I think a 6 9 episode makes sense to be a little bit shorter. ICP episode makes sense to be a little bit longer because that's some well, shit let's, you know, um, I'm never going to shut so, the fuck so up we about. Were, we were playing... We were planning on uh, doing a Megadeth, but I was thinking about this before we dive it because before we dive into Megadeth and Thrash and shit, I kind of want to take you on a journey of like heavy metal through like what led up to Thrash and then how that led up to like rap metal and we could kind of do that like on a journey thing, you know okay. what I mean? But I was All thinking, right. hey, well, listen, I was you be the you be the Sherpa, brother man, and I will uh, well, I will follow you to the mountaintop of rock. Is- this is what this is what we're doing next week though. But All right. Because we're gonna stick to Detroit hip hop, early '90s Detroit hip hop, and we're doing the first Kid Rock album, uh, "Grit Sandwiches for Breakfast." Oh, Two Lord. years before right. this record, it's Jive Records. Um, oh, 91. Yeah, 90, 91. I think it dropped in 90. It was recorded like 89. Okay. Um, so we'll do that. And then, you know, next time we do the next ICP album, then we'll do the next Kid Rock album. And that's where we get into Kid Rock's time when he was beefing with ICP on record and the Detroit days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before Kid Rock became a fucking rock star and shit like that. So that'll be fun. Uh and just to just to hear, you know, all these motherfuckers who say fuck Kid Rocky sold out and went country and all this shit, you're gonna hear on the first record from nineteen ninety when Too Short was producing, he had Yodels in that bitch. So to say that he was always fucking Well yeah, just you know why they said fucking... that though, right? Yodeling in the Valley. A picture. What? Wait, what? Yodeling in the Valley, you know what that was about? Uh, eating pussy. Yes. Of course, bro. Same. Um so so we're gonna same. do that next week. We're going to do that next week, um, and, you know, we'll do this about once a month, maybe, you know, depending on how we feel, you know, maybe one month we won't feel... We don't want to burn each other out on our shit, you know what I mean, so... I mean, ICP's uh, got plenty, and I, and I don't care. You can shit on it if you want. I'm just going to... If I feel the need to defend it, I will, but... Yeah, of course. You know, I don't, you, you, you ain't got, you ain't got to like the, you ain't got to like the shit, but ICP been hated by fucking everybody. I get it. Uh, and you ain't gotta like the Kid Rock shit that I'm presenting. You know what I mean? Like this, but I this might, podcast I'm, I'm is obje- about. Yeah, but I'm a I'm a very objective critic. And so am I. Although I'm sure you would disagree after this. Uh... <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> I just don't agree with your current uh, 
dis- the discernment. The, I don't know if that's the right word, but I just don't know if I agree with your criticism of... Uh, hey, ho, don't call me Joe, because the Joes I know can't even flow. All right, with that, we'll end this. And uh, <laughs> All right, brother. Well, All right, brother. S&M Underground... Yes, Underground sir. sound in your face, black nobility also in your fucking face. Sick hop for the motherfucking also face. Blah, blah.